I want you to get your Bibles in hand. We're going to Genesis chapter 3 and verse number 6. Genesis chapter 3 and verse number 6. The Bible says, So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of his fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sold fig trees together and made themselves coverings. I want to preach a message to you right there in your home entitled, I've got you covered. I've got you covered. If you're with me, I want you just to type it in the comments right now. He's got me covered. He's got me covered. Last week, we took a, a journey into this text, and we just hit it for a moment, but I really feel like there was more that God was saying to us out of Genesis. And so I want us to move into uh, another week of the Covered 19 series to really evaluate and understand this revelation of covering. The truth is that no matter where we are in our lives and, and no matter where we are in our journey, doesn't even really matter how life is feeling right now, there is something that God has made available to each and every one of us, and it's called covering. What I love about covering is that when you're under the right covering, you're under the right covering, then you don't have to worry about the storms that come around you. I don't know if you've ever been in the midst of a storm or if you've ever been in the midst of a tornado or a hurricane, but when those things are moving around, it can put you into a place where you can become concerned about what is going to happen to you and how you're going to be dealt with. Listen, I remember by living, when living in Oklahoma, Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, they had a lot of tornadoes in Tulsa, and we were instructed to find the innermost room in your house. Find the, house, the room that's just right in the middle of the house if you didn't have a basement to go right into that space climb in there and get as low as you can I remember without a doubt that tornadoes begin to come and my wife and I in our first home went into our guest bathroom and got into the tub because we were concerned about what was going to happen about the tornadoes. I remember the fear that got into my heart, but then I also remember the voice of God speaking so clearly to me right there. I've got you covered didn't matter what was happening around us in the state of Oklahoma, that as long as I was in right standing with the Father, as long as I was sticking in to the belief system of what he said to me, he has me covered. Um, after you fall, after the fall and even the disobedience of Adam and Eve in Genesis 3, we see them now step into verse number 7 and something powerful is said there. It says that the eyes of both of them were open and they knew they were naked. You're like, Sherman, what's impressive about that? Well, what's impressive about it for me is that we see in Genesis chapter 2 and 25 that they both were naked, the Bible says. The Bible says in Genesis 2 and 25 that they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. But then over here in Genesis 3 and 7, it says that they knew they were naked. Something happened in between chapter 2 and chapter 3 that put them into a situation of being concerned about something they never should have been concerned about. Their eyes were open, the Bible says, and they knew they were naked. And the first thing they did when they were aware of their nakedness is that they went and created their own covering. 
Isn't it like uh, many of us in our journey in life that as soon as we get to a place in life where we know we need protection or we think we need protection, we create our own covering. God is saying in the midst of your journey with him, don't respond by doing it yourself. Don't respond by trying to make it happen yourself, but receive his covering. That's something I want you to write down in your notes right now. If you're taking notes, write this down. If you're not taking notes, I want you to write down CYB because I couldn't use the other one. Many of us are living our life right now by cover your butt. We, we, are, we, are, we, are, we are living our life. I would have used another, but I just know it wouldn't be appropriate. We are living in cover your butt season. That is the focus of our lives is how can I cover me? And when I live in that way, I begin to live what is called a selfish life or a life that's focused on myself rather than understanding that I don't have to cover something that God has already covered. The Bible says in chapter 3 of Genesis in verse number 8, Begins to tell us more of the story of Adam and Eve. And I know all of you are Bible scholars and you know the story. But let's just go and read a little bit of it. And the Bible says, and they heard the sound of God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. Verse 9 says, then the Lord God called to Abraham and said to him, where are you? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid. Stop. Whenever you move into disobedience or stepping out of the plan, the will of God, it makes you afraid of stuff that you're supposed to be tight with. The voice of God is the anchor for our lives. The voice of God is what we need in order to be able to go where it is we've been designed to go. But when we open our lives up to sin, when we move into disobedience, then we become afraid of the thing we ought to be driven to. God is saying, I want you to know my voice and I want you to know it clearly. And I want you to understand what I have available to you. But you cannot allow life Sin in everything around you pull you to a place of fear when I am for you and I am with you. Let's keep moving. The Bible says that, that, they, that they said, you know what, we were afraid. We were afraid because, because we were naked. We were afraid because we were naked. Remember, earlier we found out in Genesis chapter 2 that they were naked and unashamed. But now here in, in Genesis chapter 3, we see here that now they're naked and they're ashamed of their nakedness. Isn't that like the devil? To put you into a place now where you're trying to cover up something that God gave you as a gift. God gave man vulnerability. God gave man the place to live life and operate without being concerned about what others saw. They were naked from the beginning. But then when they moved into disobedience, something happened where we started to move into the place of let me cover up the secret places of my life. Let me cover up the stuff that I don't want people to see. God wants you, yes you, to remain in the naked place. 
He wants you to remain in the vulnerable place because that's the only way, come on, that you're going to get the community that you need in your life. That's the only way that the leadership over your life will be able to serve you. That's the only way that you'll be able to go to the places you're supposed to go and have healthy relationships is because we must remain in the place of nakedness to say, God, I don't have to worry about covering myself up because you're going to cover me. You know what I'm talking about. Many of us get into relationships and we only want to show parts of ourselves because we're concerned if people knew stuff about us, what would they do with the knowledge of my nakedness? But you've got to start living to a point right now that you no longer care about the thoughts and the ideas and the feelings of other people about your nakedness. You've got to begin to just simply live out loud. You've got to live your life and not be concerned about the noise around you. They may have opinions about how you behave. They may have opinions about the areas that you need to work on. But don't hide your nakedness in order to try to protect yourself. God says, I'll protect you. He said they were afraid because they were naked and they hid themselves. Interesting question that God asked him in verse 11. He said to them, who told you you were naked? Who, who told you? What, what conversations have you been having that have opened you up to think something I gave you is now wrong? But what kind of conversations have you been having that now puts you into a place and puts you into a posture where you're rejecting the gift I gave you? Many of us around the world, we get into places where we allow the noise and we allow the sounds around us to pull us out of the will of God. When you begin to listen to the voices around you, before listening to the voice of God, you open yourself up to mindsets and cultures that God never intended for you to have. Right now in that moment, it was birthed this idea, I've got to hide myself. A culture that was birthed out of a mother and a father that will create children and that generations and generations will be birthed out of. But the enemy said, let me get in the daddy and the mama. And if I can get into them, they'll birth a culture that will be passed down from generation to generation. Don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about because some of you are here in 2020 still trying to cover up your nakedness because of what Adam and Eve did in the garden. A culture was built to drive you out of the place of community, out of the place of honesty. And out of the place of openness, not only to God, but to those that are around you. But I can hear the voice of God saying, I'm pulling you back to the place where you are not trying to hide any longer. I hear the voice of the Lord saying to you, come out of hiding. You've been serving in church a long time. You've been walking with the Lord a long time, but you've been hidden the whole time. And here's the thing about you church people is that we get to the place where we want people to find us, but we're hidden. We want, we, want, we want managers to find us, but we're hidden. We want a husband to find us, but we're hidden. We are hiding ourselves and living in dysfunctionality, wanting for the thing we've been desiring for to find us where we are. You've got to now adjust yourself and say that I'm not going to move based upon the culture around me, but I'm going to live naked. In the spirit, keep your clothes on, please. Um, you have to get to the place where you understand that the right voice is everything. Yes, sir. 
But the wrong voice will wreck your life. The wrong voice will wreck your life. So I pose to you the question that God posed to them. Who told you you were naked? Who told you it was something wrong with living your life? Without boundaries. Who told, who told you that you could live, you shouldn't be able to live your life without moving according to God's plan and God's will? Who told you that you were doing too much? And who told you that, you know what, it don't take all of that? Who told you that your commitment is too high to God? Who told you that your commitment is too high to the house of God? Who told you that when you open yourself up to it, then you pull yourself into mindsets and cultures that God never intended to be in your life? love what Genesis 3 and 21 says. It says, and also, also for Adam and his wife, the Lord God made tunics of skin and clothed them. Let's back up. Let's back up. They attempted to clothe themselves. They took the fig tree and took the leaves and began to try to clothe themselves. But when they got into the situation where God made them fess up to their wrongdoing, fess up to their dysfunction, please watch Grace at work even in Genesis. Grace says it doesn't matter how much you did wrong and how much you jacked up. I will still cover you. I love it. I'm about to run. It doesn't matter how long you've been in that experience. I'm about to take something else that I have created and I have prepared for you to cover you in the time of need. And so the Lord says remove this stuff that you've been trying to put on yourself. Remove this stuff and strip yourself from the old season and strip yourself from the things you tried to accomplish on your own and strip yourself from the ways of thinking of the old and allow me to replace what you tried to put on yourself so you've been so upset and you've been worried thinking that life was not going to go the direction that God intended for it to go you became so frustrated because you thought you would be stuck in this season but the Lord said give me what you put on yourself and if you give me what you put on yourself I'll clothe you the right way good God I'll put the right stuff on you a clothing that is significant to your car clothing that looks like where you're going you're not gonna have the rags on from the old season but look at your neighbor in your house and say get ready for your clothes I said look at your neighbor at your house and say get ready for your clothes there are clothes that's about to come on you I see a robe that he's placing on you I see a mantle that he's placing on you they tried to tell you that you were called to rags they tried to tell you that you were called to the dust he tried to tell you that you were called to the dumpster but I hear the spirit of God saying I'm about to show you through the power of how I clothe you where it is that I'm sending you to I am going to clothe you I'm going to clothe you at the level you're supposed to be clothed let me relax listen the Bible says that our righteousness is as filthy rags to God in other words what you're trying to put together when God looks at it he looks at it and says nice try he looks at it and he said you know a good effort uh, but at the end of the day, I can always do it better than you. Y'all remember the song back in the day? Anything you can do, I can do better. 
I can do better, anything better than you. Listen to me. I believe without a shadow of a doubt, God looks at heaven and out of heaven. And when he looks at us, he's like, what are y'all doing? What are you trying to coordinate? What are you trying to prepare? You don't have to prepare a place when I've already prepared a place for you. That's Bible. He said, you don't have to prepare and, and get things moving in a direction when I've already set up stuff already in place for your life. He says, whatever you try to call righteousness is filthy to me filthy to me he says and he makes it clear to us that when we try to make our own covering it is always going to go bad you've got to depend on God to cover you this even moves into uh, our decision making process this is not in my notes but it's worth saying to you you've got to be careful that you allow the Holy Spirit to lead your decisions There is a different type of covering that we experience when we align ourselves with the power of the Holy Ghost. You've got to allow the voice of God to speak to you and tell you and teach you how to choose. I hear him now. Many of us have gotten to the place where we have decided that we know how to choose. But here are the facts. You don't have the full picture or even understanding of where he's going to take you and what he's going to do with you. And so when you make a decision that you're going to decide by yourself, you're pushing yourself outside of the will of God. But I wonder if there are any people watching us online today who are making a decision, I'm going to let him teach me how to choose. I'm not just going to go out in town and make a decision here and say, I'll take that and that looks good. And I'll take a little bit of that and that looks all right. But I'm allowed the Holy Spirit to rise up on the inside of me and to speak to my spirit and give me the direction that I need. I just want to help some people in here today. Stop choosing for yourself and let the Holy Ghost choose. I feel it now. Stop choosing for yourself and let the Holy Ghost choose. Let him choose the man. Let him choose the woman. Let him choose the job. Let him choose the house. Let him choose the city. Let him choose the church. Let him choose the pastor. And if you let him choose, there's another level of settling in him that you'll live all the days of your life. Let him choose, church. You gotta let him choose. When we depend upon God to choose for us, we get into a place of knowing I am in the will of God. I don't know how many of you have ever uh, just really listened to the Lord well and you got into a moment of great obedience. Maybe you went on a fast or something. You know how you guys get, you know how we do sometimes. We we obey a little bit when our flesh is dead. Come on, say amen out there. You know, when we've been on a fast, you know, top of the year, we start obeying real good. By the end of the quarter, first quarter, we start getting a little strange. You know what I'm saying? So maybe you were on a fast one time and you just in strong obedience. I'm going to obey God. And you got in that full obedience with God. The next thing you know, doors were opening for you and stuff was opening for you. And, and all of us, if we be honest, can admit that's a great feeling to know you're in the will of God. But at the same time, we know that it is the worst feeling ever to be outside of his will and to know that you've pushed yourself into a circumstance that you didn't have to be in if you would have simply obeyed. And I just want you to understand on this great Sunday that God is calling you into the place of obedience. He's pulling you out of the place of hitting your head against the wall. He's pulling you out of the place of making decisions on your own. And he's pulling you into the place of obedience. I need you to type in the comments all over the world. Just type in obey God, obey God, obey God, obey God. It's time for you to obey God. This concept of covering... We don't only find it in Genesis, 
But we find it in a very prophetic scripture in Psalms chapter 91. And we've been uh, here at All Nations San Bernardino, All Nations Las Vegas. We have been really in this text uh, uh, since the beginning of this pandemic. And God began to speak the word of the Lord to us through our apostle, Apostle Jaquette Dumas, and, and begin to give us this scripture. And as I was studying, the Lord really drew me, drew me to this space. And I believe that there's something that he wants to say to you in there. Verse 1 of Psalms 91 uh, says this. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, my refuge, my refuge. Just type that one word in, please, all in the comments. Just type in refuge. He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver you. From the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence, he shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall, hear the word again, take refuge. God himself is the shelter and the refuge. Refuge is defined as uh, a place where you find shelter and protection from danger, distress, or even calamity. You've got to understand that when we press into God, we get the protection that is needed for every season of our lives. This protection is important because the protection goes beyond your physical man. How about when you really step up under the covering of God, God will protect your mind. I really want to talk to some people. If you get to a place where you allow God to protect your mind, you'll get to a place of manifestation like you've never had before. You don't understand that your mind is the central processing unit for your physical body and for your soul and the activity of your soul. You've got to let God deal with your mind. The Bible says, uh, as a man thinketh in his heart uh, or in his soul or in his mind, so is he. It's the place where you sell your thoughts that will create the world that you want to live. If I think the right thoughts, I'll say the right words. If I say the right words, I'll create the right world. I'll say it again. If I think the right thoughts, I'll say the right words. And if I say the right words, I'll create the right world. There is a world that God wants you to live in, but it's going to begin at the place of your thoughts. If you'll begin to think according to his word, if you'll begin to think according to his plan, your words will begin to shift. You'll begin to talk a little bit different. You'll say what it is, and you'll command it to be so. I believe there's a prophetic anointing that the Lord is releasing over America. But the people of God are going to understand that Jesus the Christ, the prophet, he lives on the inside side of you and that he wants you to get to a place of prophesying where you want to go and what you want to see. If you'll begin to prophesy, you'll begin to see the manifestation of the things that God has said over your life. You've got to find you some time. You've got to find you a space as you start opening your mouth and prophesying. Tell that devil to go back to the place where he came. Tell those thoughts to go back to the place where they came from and start saying exactly what God said. He, he wants to cover you. I got a couple of points I want you to write down that I think are going to help you with taking this home with you. Here it is. Here's number one. God's covering means protection. But not only does it mean protection, it means lack of accessibility to the enemy. I really need you to get this. Because we think protection, a lot of us, again, we're going immediately 
to our physical body. We're throwing immediately to our stuff in our houses. But what I need you to understand is that there are places where the enemy is doing his best to penetrate. Uh, there are places in your household, there are places in your home where the enemy is doing his best to get into those spots. He, he wants access to your life. You gotta, you gotta be careful. I've said this before, but I think you need to hear it today. Of vulnerable places. You've got to look for the vulnerable spots in your life. Where are the places that are vulnerable for the enemy to get in? And you've got to begin to speak the covering of God and the protection of God over those places. The Lord told me to tell this to you, and it's simple, but I hope you grab it and know it's prophetic for you. He says, I cover you no matter what. That's good news to me. He said, I cover you no matter what. Hold it. What do you mean? It doesn't matter if it's a virus. Good God Almighty. It doesn't matter if it's COVID-19. It doesn't matter what's happening around. He said, I cover you no matter what. No matter what. No matter what. No matter what. No, no matter how many masks are walking around. I cover you. No matter how many hazmat suits are walking around. I cover you. No matter what the media is saying. I cover you. No matter what. I don't care how many Christians are sitting around telling you that you ought to be scared out of your mind. Don't you dare listen to people that want to inflict fear upon you. Be careful. I keep on telling you. Clean your hands. Keep your hands out your mouth. And keep your distance. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to walk in fear. And I'm not going to allow a punk Christian to make me feel like that I ought to live in fear. You got to get to a place where you make a decision. For God I live. Good God. And for God I die. Y'all don't like that kind of talking. Because what it means is that if I'm following the will of God and even in following the will of God if something suddenly happens to me as long as I know I went out like a champ I can hear you I don't know them kind of Christians if something happens to me as long as I know I was fulfilling his word I'm alright with it the enemy tries to get in to make you feel like you ought to be concerned uh, I I was in a conversation. And while I was in the conversation, I'll be vague. Uh, while I was in the conversation, the people on the other line almost made me feel like I needed to go hide and get up out of a thing. And I needed to cancel services. That I needed to run. But then I heard the voice of God say to me, You know what I told you. You know what I'm speaking. You know what I've said. And I want you to be my prophet and stay in your position and tell everybody as far as you can and as many that will hear you, you are protected. Here it is. No matter what. Let's move. We see it in Daniel. Daniel chapter 6. I'm not going to turn there, but you know the story. Daniel gets caught up. There was an edict. Some stuff that was said. Hey, you're going to pray to who I tell you to pray to. You better stop praying to your God. Daniel was a gangster prophet. Daniel said, you can say what you want to say. But I'm not just going to pray to my Lord. I'm going to open the windows. And I'm going to pray so you can see me. Now, you know that's some kind of gangster. Who says, I'm going to do it and I'm going to let you watch me do it. To show you my defiance. I need you to understand that there are many things that will try to get you to bow to it. But you've got to remain like Daniel did. 
and say no matter what the system is saying no matter what the noise is outside I will not bow to God Almighty I will not bow so watch Daniel please he gets on his knees and gets in the window and decides watch me pray you can talk all the stuff you want to talk but watch me pray you can tell me I can't do it but watch me pray you can say I ought to shut up but watch me pray watch me fulfill the plan of God for my life so if you will go there with me for a moment can you see Daniel right there praying in front of the window and then the king says oh oh this is not going to work I, I gotta pull you in now because I've already made a decree of what it's supposed to be like Daniel gets pulled into the place you know it as the lion's den let's just talk Sunday school he got pulled in the lion den and as he was pulled in the lion's den listen that, 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 that lion got in front of him and made a decision he would growl if you will go with me made a decision hey I'm going to show you now take your life but listen while Daniel was down there in the den there stood the lion and there stood Daniel there stood the lion and there stood Daniel the Daniel looked at the lion and the lion looked at Daniel and Daniel looked at the lion and the lion looked at Daniel he should have been eaten and torn to shreds but when they came to check out Daniel they said what do we see here Daniel is still in his full mind Daniel is sealed together in his body when you're following the plan of God he'll protect you in even a place where it ought to kill you when you're in the plan of God it doesn't matter what they say around you if you'll stay right in there he'll protect you every part of the way same protection I gotta get out of here that God gave Daniel is the same protection that he gives you. Psalms 91 and 7. A thousand may fall at your side. Ten thousand at your right hand. I know, appreciate your death toll. A thousand shall fall at your side. And ten thousand at your right hand. But it shall not come near you, God of my it shall not come near you. It shall not come near you. So you got to grab a hold of the word and just start saying it over yourself. It's not coming to my house. I'm sorry. I know the neighbor might have. It's not coming to my house. No shade. I know somebody else might, but it's not coming to my house. I make a declaration that I'm covered with the blood. Uh, only with your eyes shall you look. Only with your eyes shall you look. God has you covered. The Bible makes it clear that his presence is protection. But in order for you to really grab a hold of and walk in faith that you're protected, you've got to make his presence a priority for you. Truth is, is that oftentimes we get busy and his presence is not priority. Dollar has become priority to us. The job has become priority to us. Family has become priority to you. But I believe without a doubt, the Spirit of God is calling us into a place where we reevaluate our priorities and make a decision of what's going to go first in our lives. Number one, God's covering means protection and lack of accessibility to the enemy. Here's number two. God covers us 
with light. God covers us with the light. Psalms chapter 104 and verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Lord, my God, you are very great. You are clothed with honor and majesty who cover yourself in light with a garment, who stretch out the heavens like a curtain. This is a description of the manifested presence of God, the description of his glory. Even Adam was created in God's image, and the Bible makes it clear in Psalms 8 and 5 that Adam was crowned with glory and honor. So it is that we, each and every one of us, are clothed with the glory of God. We are clothed with the light of God. But many of times we just don't have the revelation, so we don't access what's available to us. It doesn't matter how much darkness around the world because he clothes me with light. It doesn't matter what people are saying because he clothes me with light. There are people that are watching me right now and you've been dealing heavily with, with depression and even oppression. But I heard the word of the Lord coming to you today saying that he's sending light to your house. My God, he's sending light to your family. He's sending light to your mind. He's sending light to your city. And if you'll embrace the glory of God, there is another level of light that's about to come in the midst of the darkness that's trying to surround you in Embrace the light. Embrace the light and allow for yourself to be covered as a garment or a shield of light. We might not always see it, but be rest assured that there is a spirit world beyond this natural world. Be, 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 rest assured that. Be, be clear. There's a spirit world beyond this world. And because of that, the clothing that we are wearing... It's not always something uh, that is in the natural at all, but it is something that is supernatural that's upon your life. And the glory on your life will be recognized when you embrace it. There are people who need answers and solutions, but they're looking for the right people. I need you to get this. We don't just need Christians. We need people who are going to sit in the presence of the Lord and build relationship with the God of heaven to the point that they carry the manifested presence everywhere they go. There ought to be such a power on your life that the places you step into, that there's just something that surrounds you, that it can almost be filled. It can feel it. They can feel it. They can feel it. Whenever they walk, you walk into a space. People ought to be able to carry it. And understand the glory that you're carrying in your life. When they walk into space, they ought to be able to sense the presence of God that's on your life. Now remember the stories of people like uh, the late Catherine Kuhlman. And, the, and they begin to tell stories about the woman of God. I was about to say the Bible said. But, but let me tell you this. Those stories about Catherine Kuhlman and how she went into places carrying such glory. That even when she was minding her business and walking through spots. Not trying to minister to anybody, but because of the force field of glory, if you will, that she carried on her. When she would step into a place, people would fall under the power of God. She wasn't trying to do anything. She just carried the glory. And I believe that there are men and women of God who are watching me today, who are making a decision and said, I want to be a glory carrier. But I've got to tap into the place that I'm covered. Here's my third point in the mouth of your hair. God... God covers you with his word. Covers you with his word. 
and his word strengthens your shield of faith. I love Ephesians chapter 6. I won't read it all, but the Bible begins to tell us without a doubt that we have an armor. And locked inside that armor, the Bible begins to talk about the shield of faith, which is able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Doesn't matter what tries to come at you, you've got the shield of faith. But what empowers your faith to work as a shield is your word intake. As you begin to take in the word of God, your shield of faith becomes stronger. Why are people running scared? Because we don't have the appropriate word guide. We have not taken in the word of God to the point that it builds up our faith. That we realize I can lift up this shield of faith and that whatever hell tries to send to me will never succeed. I've got to use my faith. As you use your shield of faith and you allow God to empower you, you're about to experience and understand the protection of God in a way you have never seen before. Listen to me. God has you covered. Don't you worry about trying to clothe yourself. Don't get in the position of Adam and Eve and try to put together some fig leaf. God said, I'll, I'll do you every single time. And as long as you rest in me, I'll make sure you're covered in every area of your life. Listen, I want you to lift your hands right where you are in your home. While your hands are lifted, would you just begin to worship the God that covers? Do it now. Don't you worry about what's happening in and around you. Just make an altar right there, right there in your home, right there in your car, right wherever you are, right there at work. Begin to create a space right now and worship the God who covers. <laughs> the God who covers. Yes, 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 sir. I release the word of the Lord to your house. I release the word of the Lord to your family. You will not live in distress. You will not live in worry. You will not live in concern. But you're going to embrace the covering of God on your life. It's getting stronger now. The glory is coming. Yes, it is. It's getting stronger now as you press into him. That revelation of his glory and his covering is about to shoot you to a place you've never seen before. Get ready because God is releasing his presence in your life and he's driving everything out that's not like him. More glory to your house. More glory to your children. More glory to your family. We lose the glory of God to your entire being and we declare you are covered. You are covered. You are covered. Savior. Father, we thank you. Woo. Thank you. Thank you for what you're doing right now and the release of your glory. Just right where you're at, at home, just worshiping for a minute. Something supernatural is happening. Yeah, I'm seeing stress that is coming off of people's minds right now. There's been anxiety where you haven't been able to sleep. But right now, by the power and the glory of God, 
We cause destruction to come upon anxiety right now in the name of Jesus. And we loose now the presence of Almighty God. More glory to your house. More glory, more glory, more glory. The manifested presence of Almighty God. More glory, 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 more glory. You're becoming more aware of the presence of the Lord. You're becoming more aware of the glory of God. You're becoming more aware of what God has made available to you. Gone are the days where you have been stuck in anxiety. Gone are the days where you've been stuck in frustration. But here comes the glory. Oh yes, America, here comes the glory. The glory of the Lord is going to invade everything around you. I declare Haggai chapter 2 and the glory of the latter house shall be greater than that of the former. Here comes the glory. More glory than you've ever seen before. Ah, more glory than you've ever seen before. Don't you get in distress by this moment and this light affliction because it's preparing for you a greater weight of glory that's coming to your household. I declare and I decree that the glory of the Lord is being released. The glory of the Lord on your body be healed. The glory of the Lord on your soul be delivered. The glory of the Lord be loose right now. Jesus the Christ, we lose glory. Even as we pray, someone's getting healed in your back. Someone got into a car accident that's left you on your back, literally. Been on this back, on your back for quite some time. It's, it seems like over 10 months, and you've been on your back, literally not able to move because of this back injury. Right now, we lose the presence of the Lord to where you are, and we command your back be healed. Be healed. Be healed. A matter of fact, if you have any, if you're able to, you have the ability to just place your hand as close to your back as possible. We just release right now the glory of the Lord to heal your back right now. Listen, even if we're not getting the word of knowledge for you, whatever kind of thing that you're carrying right now, if you have any kind of sickness, I loose now this miracle anointing that's upon this house. I loose it now upon your house right now in the name of Jesus. Whatever kind of sickness and disease that is there, we send that sickness and disease straight to the pits of hell from which it came. Go right now in the name of Jesus. Whatever you couldn't do before, I want you to try to do it now. Look for the healing. Don't look for the pain. Get up out of your bed. Get up out of your seat. Do what you couldn't do before. Come on, growths are leaving. Come on. Uh -huh. Change is happening. I lose the glory of Almighty God to cover your house. And I lose the power of God. Be set free in the name of Jesus. More glory to your house. Hey, hey, hey. More glory to your house. More glory to your house. More glory to your house. The transformative power of God be loose right where you are. I lose glory. I pray now. Let there be an Acts 2 anointing. Let there be a Joel 2 glory. Let be released over your house. We are in the last days. And he's pouring out his spirit upon all flesh. I pray now. 
somebody got a report that you had 15 days, 15 months rather, 15 months to live. And I heard the Lord say that he's reversing, he's reversing, he's reversing the report of the doctor. And that he's extending your life. I release the grace to extend life now. That no matter what he said No matter what's been said to you Right now there's the extending of life For you so Father we thank you The healing, the miracles That are happening right now I'm telling you even right now We've got to go but even right now where you are If you know something's happening for you I want you to just, to, to just drop it in the comments If you're at least 80% better you're at least 80% better. Would you just drop it in the comments? Yeah. Yes, ma'am. You're wearing a pink shirt. Sounds so strange. We out here now. The Lord is healing your eyes right now. There was a blurriness that was there. Be healed right now in the name of Jesus. I pray that this anointing, oh, this anointing that is here for miracles. Huh? <laughs> Let it be loose now in the name of the old son. No, 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 Let it be loose now in the powerful name of Jesus the Christ. Listen. Maybe you're there. Woo-wee. Somebody is having some kind of condition in your thigh. It almost feels like you pulled something. I just pray in the name of Jesus, be healed right now. Just put your hand on your thigh. Be healed right now in the name of Jesus. It goes now. There's, the Lord is healing rashes of all kinds right now. If you're dealing with any kind of rat, the Lord is healing you right now. Just receive that. Be healed. Be healed. Sir, ma'am, be healed. Eczema goes now. In the name of, it clears right now. It clears right now. It clears right now. In the, whoa, in the powerful name of Jesus. In the powerful name of Jesus. We loose that glory right now. We loose that glory right now. Come on and contend with me around the world. Come on, just and pray and just believe that Jesus, the miracle worker, is visiting homes around the globe. I decree a viral revival all over the internet. The power of the Holy